I'm Jade Driver. And I'm Cassie Petrie. And we are the co-founders of CrowdSurf, a marketing, publicity, and artist management firm based in LA, New York, and Nashville that we started together in our college dorm rooms because we wanted to work with our favorite music artists. And now we do. And we want to teach you how you can do it too. This is How I Got Backstage. This week, we are going to start off with actually a question from a listener. So Lauren, who is at www.djcjz. Whoa. I realized that meant like Daniel, Jack, Corbin, Jonah, Zach. I just thought that was a language I'd never seen before (laughs) in my entire life. Or maybe maybe it's Jonah for, I don't know. Anyways, I was like, oh, yeah, I get it. Um, Anyways, on Instagram, she's been DMing me actually a lot of questions about getting an internship. So Ah. I believe she's starting college soon. And honestly, when I was starting college, I had no idea how the entire internship thing worked. I didn't know if you just kind of like knocked on doors or there was a a process to go through. So I thought we'd kind of talk a little bit, Cassie, um, about how we handle internships at CrowdSurf. If somebody could maybe want to come intern for us. Who yeah, would, who would do that? Actually, I have do. no idea. Cassie, I mean, you could be my intern. That sounds awful. <laughs> but wow, it, Cassie, wow. But it, uh, uh, but when I was like eighteen or nineteen, it wouldn't have been awful. But that sounds miserable now. Why does it sound miserable? <laughs> it would just be a step back in my oh, career. Okay. That makes now, sense. like in the yes, now. Yeah, okay, but, but like, like if you were an, an eighteen-year-old, it wouldn't be miserable. No, I would intern. be excited okay. and have fun, and you would probably you give me like really cool gifts. So I would be true. down with it. I am a great gift giver. Yeah, I really am. What is my favorite gift I've ever given you? Oh God! Wow. Because <laughs> I mean, we've we've known each other for like almost fifteen years now. Yeah, fourteen years. Fourteen years this month. Yeah. I mean, at first, I wanted to be Cassie's friend in college, and so I invited her to come to a Mexican restaurant with me and my sorority sisters after a big boy concert on the football field, and she was like, yeah, I'll come, and then I went and knocked on her dorm room door, and she didn't answer, so I wrote a note on her little whiteboard thing, and she never came and had uh, Mexican food with me, which is actually even worse knowing now that Mexican food is her favorite type of food. Um, so there was that. So I tried to be her friend the first semester of college, but we weren't really friends until the second semester of college when I asked her to go to the grocery store with me, which we have covered in a former episode already. A pretty yes. strong first date. Yeah. It was a lot, yeah. We were in the Bilo uh, fruit and vegetable produce section. And, and I just want you to know why I didn't go to Mexican I, I want to know. Night. Is this going to come out now, 14 years later? Yeah, it's okay, because... Why? That night, I had to carry a refrigerator across the street, and it was really stressful because <laughs> I was I, I was scared to ask for help, and I had to you know how the parking lot was across the street from the door, yeah. So I had to I carried like the little refrigerator across the street by myself. It was pouring down rain. I know it was awful, but I really wanted the refrigerator. You know, I, we could have had margaritas and then carried it together. I was eighteen. I couldn't have margaritas. <laughs> That's actually true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So back to. Still on the college subject, internships. So yes. kind of, I think I just want to touch on like kind of how internships work as far as getting them. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, the first thing if you're in college and you're looking for an internship is to learn the rules of internship from your college. Um, every college basically has sort of requirements and rules for your major about when you can intern and how many hours you can do it for and, and how you get credit for it at your school. So that's usually... In written in depth on the school's website, that's the very first thing I would sort of recommend doing um, before you even get into the application process, because you may be applying to places for internships and not even be able to get credit for it at your school yet. I think the one key thing people need to understand about inter- internships is that you have to get some sort of compensation for them. So wh- whether that is money or college credit, there has to be a form of compensation. So when people say, oh, do you have paid internships, which we actually don't offer, um, but that's because I think that the college internship program is a very important thing to kind of, of nurture in our company. So um you know, it, people will say, oh, well, I'll just do it for free. And legally, we can't allow you to do that. That's that's basically not, like... It's slave labor. Yes, it's slave labor. Literally. So um, just understand that if, if somebody's telling you, no, you can't do this because we don't have paid internships and you cannot do this because you're not getting college credit, 
it's not, they're not trying to frustrate you. It's, it's a legality to be honest. Um, so yeah. So with our company, you have to be in a college program, getting college credit for your internship. Yes. So I just wanted to clarify that. A lot of people ask about that. So yeah, the first thing to do is get with your college and figure out um, what their internship program looks like. A lot of times you have to take certain classes before you can apply for an internship program class. Know your Um, rules. Know your rules. Talk with your guidance counselor, advisor, and um, then start applying for internships. So just make sure you know your rules first so you are being compensated with the school credit and all the legalities of that. So I think that's the one main thing I want to touch on. Then, um, you know, we can talk later about internships and how they kind of have shaped all of us because I think that's part of our subject tonight. Yes, it is. Look at all that college. Okay. So thank you, Lauren, for your question. Really appreciate it. Hope that gives you and everybody else a little bit of clarification on how the internship process works. Yes. So thank you, Lauren, for this week's question. If you guys want to send in a question for a future podcast, just comment on our Instagram or DM us, and hopefully we will be able to answer it on a future podcast. Yes. So this week, I am excited because we have not one, but two guests. Wow. This is awesome. (laughs) And I thought this would be a really great group of people, team of people to bring in because one, we hired them, so we know they're good. And two, because they both went to a music business college, as did we. Yes, they did. Um, Jade and I actually went to the same college, Middle Tennessee State University, which has an incredible music business program. And both of these guys went to Belmont University, also in Nashville, Tennessee. And they that school also has a really awesome music business program as well. However, I do feel like the Jade is going to kind of make this into this whole like music business rivalry school thing. <laughs> I mean, um, and uh, we just, you know, I'm just trying to give you all some nice information and she's, I, I just feel like you're going to derail this. MTSU, MTSU, so, so go. Anyway, Raiders, go. Um, this week, we'd like to welcome CrowdSurf Marketing Director, Justin K. Hey, hey. Yeah. And the Director of Business Development at CrowdSurf, Bobby Vanister. Hello. Oh, that's my alarm going off <laughs> don't edit that out i like it <laughs> okay well what's you interrupted bobby's applause though so was, i'm sorry a, it was my heartburn pill alarm on. it's important <laughs> okay yay bobby well, thank you thank the you music yes, industry, wow. that stress gives you that heartburn <laughs> great bob yes what's up you know, you know, I'm, I'm just glad to be here. This is this is a fun time. I'm, I'm glad, glad to thank too. you guys for having us on on this cool yeah, podcast. Yeah, seriously, this is, is going to be great. Yeah, this is really cool. Honored. You're honored. Honored. I wouldn't wow. go that far. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be great, guys. So first off, I did used to be super MTSU biased because I went to MTSU and I loved it. And we'll even get into later kind of why I was MTSU biased, kind of because of my my own story, but. I want you guys to start off by introducing yourselves and give our listeners a little brief overview of your current jobs. Yeah. Okay. I'll start. Let's do this. Uh, so yeah, I, I handle business development for CrowdSurf. Um, who are you? You can Oh, this whatever. is Bobby. <laughs> this is yeah. All right. You, you, you guys are going to get used to this. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> I'm a, yeah, I'm a quieter one. Over. I think Justin's voice is much more resonant. Mine is more... Bobby, I I physically talked to you through a wall all day. That's a good point. And we have full conversations, so you're not that quiet. I'm having I'm having to try pretty hard. I'm like, yes, Jade, yes. (laughs) I'm just speaking at my normal. You've noticed that I get up and come to your office when you start doing that. You should get um. You should drill a hole and do like the cans with the string. Yeah, we should do that, Bob. That's not a bad idea. Like now and then style. We could. I'm not drilling a hole in a wall of an office we don't own. Well, there, Jade, I've repaired walls that you've broken before. We can do it again. <laughs> I believe I've heard true. a story or two about that. Oh, yeah, we had that conversation yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got drunk, kicked in a wall, whatever. <laughs> Bob, what do you do? All right, okay. So I, I do business development here at CrowdSurf, and a lot of that is uh, having a lot of meetings and conversations with potential new clients, uh, You know, whether that's with the artist, the management, the label, um, whoever that may be, have those meetings, um, find out what the goals are for the artists, what they're looking to accomplish, um, and, and kind of strategize on how we could be of benefit to them. Um, and then have that conversation, put together a proposal, and go from there. And that's, you sell it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when it's that good, it's not that hard to sell. 
Bob. So many uh, points uh, right now. So, so Bob. many points. Wow. You and Ray's are coming up such soon enough. In suck up. I believe it's November 1st. I remember I was hanging yes. out with you on Halloween night and uh-huh. I was dressed up as something and you were like trying on outfits for because you were starting the next day. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. That. That's right. Me and Bob were friends before he worked for me. So I was at his house and hanging <laughs> out. It, but Bob's house was like the hangout house back yeah, then. So, yeah. like, we were all always at Bobby's house or Literally apartment. with oh, yeah. the band. The yeah. mummies, the band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this was like three years ago. <clears throat> well, yeah. Yeah, but... like here in LA. <laughs> yeah. And um, I mean, I really just went over to see Bobby's dog, Callie. That's super fair, Bobby. Bobby has a. She's a Siberian husky, right? <laughs> she is a Siberian yeah, husky. I love she's way more popular um, than anyone I know. But yeah, I remember I was sitting there and like, we were just chilling on your balcony, and you were like trying on outfits for your first day at work tomorrow. Yeah, like, you gotta, you gotta come you correct. Wear whatever you want, Bob. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but it was on Halloween night, so I believe you started on November first. Yeah, that's um, true. That's correct. So, okay, Justin, your turn. Tell us what you do. Wow, that was a lot of hype. Yeah. Not sure I can measure up to it. It's okay though. Uh, hey guys, this is Justin. I'm the marketing. Hey, director. wait. I just thought of a really fun fact. Mm. So later we're gonna get into how Bobby was in a band. Mm-hmm. And a member of Bobby's former band hired you at CrowdServe. True. And the reason he That's did is because point. another member of Bobby's former band knew me at school. We made that connection during Wait, the, the hot drummer? No. Oh. Trevor. <laughs> Guitarist. I don't, I don't remember Guitarist. that one. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Either way, good mutual friend. What great happened guy. to the hot drummer? Shouts to Jason. Uh, yeah. No, he. Uh, I believe he, he does uh, PR in South Carolina now. Uh, Oh. Got married, you know. Oh, okay. So, Justin. That's how bands end. Justin, what's going on? North Carolina wow. is better because PD Pablo's there. Just tell us what you do, Justin. Get off the script. Tell us what you do. Anyways, I'm the marketing director at our Culver City office, and my role uh, primarily entails overseeing the marketing teams that we have uh, and all of their efforts towards doing all of the best work we can do for our clients. So that looks like having brainstorm meetings with our teams regarding everybody that we work with, uh, going to sets or video shoots or recording sessions or whatever to uh, you know be with the client, help manage that relationship, um, help capture content, uh, to doing pitch meetings and pitch calls and meeting with prospective clients as well. So really, um, kind of on a multi-tier level overseeing uh, a variety of employees and marketing efforts and then working to uh, keep those clients happy and expand the client base. So tell us a few clients that you work on. You know, I work with a lot of really awesome, awesome talent. A few people that just kind of come to mind instantly. Um, Been working with Andy Grammer for a better part of three years now. I love him and his team. Probably some of the most friendly, hardworking people you just you're ever going to meet. Um, they've always hustled in shows. You know, this is a guy who's had somewhere near 10 or more uh, top 40 hits, you know, extremely successful, very, very excellent artist. Um, we the Kings has been a lot of fun for me. We've worked with them for uh, two or three years on and off. And uh, that comes from a, a pretty genuine place for me. I'm a pop punk kid at heart. So Warp Tour is where I grew up. Thank you oh, all Justin, for joining we totally in. bonded for the first time over Take This to Your Grave. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It was like, a we just started having this conversation. I thought we session. had nothing in common. And then it was like, oh, we have, you know, every single religion free in common, word band, like <laughs> Fallout Boy and All Time Low, that existed is something that we have in common. Uh, by so. the way, did you see the new Emo Night Day? Line? Yes, oh, the yeah. music. Are we oh, going? Yeah. No, it's like. Made a parade is playing and all time low. Do you know? Did you see that emo night like released original music? No, too? we'll get there. Okay, later. we'll get there. Anyways, okay, who else are you working with? Um, and, like, what's something you're maybe excited about right now? And then I, you know, we work started working with a couple K-pop groups recently, uh, NCT One Two Seven and, and Red Velvet. And uh, on just the the first few days of the NCT project, we uh, posted a, a clip from a, an interview they did where they sh- shouted out DJ Khaled wanting to collaborate, and we hit him with a winky face. And lo and behold, he was retweeting it, and he reposted it on his Instagram, and created this yeah. awesome big fan conversation, speculating about whether or not they would do anything together. And it's just the perfect kind of social moment that you want to see that causes real big things to happen in the actual world sometimes. Look at you. And that was like this week, right? That was literally day two. You know what else happened this week? Mm. My mother, who works for us and does our billing. Bless Benny. Um, she way. referred to the group as NC-17. <laughs> I mean, so close. <laughs> and then that's like Noah Cyrus record. Oh, no, but it's just like, it means like dirty movies. No, I know. And I, just, I was like, mom, no, it's no. And she's like, oh, I don't know. 
<laughs> my mother is in her 60s and does our billing and it's Honestly, adorable. she got 60% of the way there she, and that's you know, all that she's matters. She's like, I built for NC-17. I was like, mom, no, please don't ever <laughs> say that The word association's <laughs> catching up. <laughs> no, oh goodness. <laughs> so anyways, back on topic. The big theme of the podcast today is basically exploring like what you guys, the listeners, can do now, whether you're... Um, in college, high school, or just looking for the the next step in your career, and basically letting you know that it's okay to not know exactly what you want to do yet. It's just important to keep moving forward and and keep trying to figure out what you do if you don't know exactly what you want to do yet. I know that everyone here in this room today both did a ton of variety of different things to get where they are now, and uh you know, we really want to talk about some of the things we either did in college or things we um, did in the past that sort of helped us explore the music industry and help us get to where we are now. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about first kind of how we all heard about our college programs, applied to them, got into them, et cetera. So I actually graduated high school when I was 17 and I knew that I wanted to work in music, but I had absolutely no idea how to do it, where to start, where I should go, who I should ask. So um, I basically kind of started just chasing bands around for years and I went to community college. I actually ended up being a community college for five years. Yes, five years. Only because I kept saying, like, <laughs> I'm not going to graduate until I have a next step plan yeah. doing what I wanted to do. So I took a lot of classes. I got an early childhood education degree. Which, by the way, you all, you don't know how helpful that is for artist <laughs> it management. Truly <laughs> Seriously, like, it truly glorified is. Seriously. Glorified babysitting. Seriously. And um, and we're not talking about any artist in particular, of course. <laughs> no, but it's just like when you're... But seriously, like learning to like deal with people, like learning the basis of how to deal with children... And people is very similar. Yes, it, it really, really, it is. really. I mean, because well, people it, are just children. So yeah, people are yeah. just are just children <laughs> that are more aged and have more traumatic experiences in life. <laughs> so that true. is one nihilistic <laughs> way so to true. look at it. So um, <laughs> while I was doing that, I was working at Radio Disney, which we've touched on before, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But as we also got into before, I was really into this Christian boy band called Plus One, and so I was, you know, started street teens for them, all this stuff. But I had this kind of pivotal, pivotal. <laughs> Pivotal moment. Pivotal. Is that like a pivotal? What is that like a pivot? Like a epiphany moment? Um, I think it's kind of like when you nelegated a song by Nelly. Shots fired. Yeah. Okay. Pivotal moment in South Carolina. I was at a plus one show and I went up to their tour manager and I literally said, like, how do I get your job? I want to be a tour manager, which I would never do now, but I want to be a tour manager. I want to have your job. And he said, I go to Belmont. And I said, what's a Belmont? <laughs> to which I started Googling, etc. realized I guess Bobby and Justin are rich or were really, really good students because that stuff was no. expensive. And I was like, yeah, I can't afford the Belmont. Um, and so I wanted to go to Belmont, but I was poor. Sometimes so, you're still paying for Belmont. If you yeah, yeah you I'm still paying poor. for college. my other college. So. Yeah. Yeah. You, you pay for college long after you leave college. 30 years. <laughs> Just, That's the same as my new mortgage. Yeah. Like, seriously, a mortgage and a college degree are like pretty much on the same part. You're going to own a house before you own a college degree. Like, it's like totally true. A financial <laughs> but at least I can't like take your college degree back. Like I got it. That's so I'm gonna come take that framed at Hobby Lobby piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be like the the repo college oh my repo. <laughs> I got the car repoed. You can Knock have the paper. The <laughs> um I want to be the person that takes it away from people. Be like, I'm here to take your college degree because you didn't pay You're such your an evil, an evil being right now. I know. I'm, an, I'm really evil today. You're you in a weird mood today. You carry on the lighter and just burn Cassie it on the Cassie went and got her hair blown out this morning and is wearing a leather jacket. And the That's sass true, yeah. has been going on all day. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's the hair. I think it's I, the hair. I think it I ate Chick-fil-A too early today and it just did something to You can to never Cassie, eat Chick-fil-A eat, too early. No, no, no. Cassie eats from a fast food chain restaurant every day by 11 a.m. That's not true. That's pretty true. I mean, I frequently, daily, maybe no. like three day. days a week. Yeah. I don't even think it's that often. I don't know. I think it is. Um, okay, so anyways, college. So I found it about Belmont, couldn't afford it, was very stressed about that. And I then found out through clicking and, you know, Googling. I, was it, I don't think it was Google back then. It was probably it was Yahoo. Yeah, so Yahooing. Yahooing. Yeah. Um, that there was a school called Middle Tennessee State University. And I was actually very stressed trying to even find money to go to that school because 
in America, at least in this year, you could not apply for your own college loans without being married or being a parent or being the age of 22. And I was 21. And so (laughs) I couldn't apply for a college loan and it was very stressful. And so, or it wasn't that I couldn't apply. It was that I could only get a certain amount of money because like I was a kid with no credit, but then you could get more. It was this whole thing. It was very ridiculous. So anyways, there was this, I was, I swear it was like a magic thing or a God thing, whatever you want to call it. But like, I'm clicking through this website and I see that there is an in-state tuition program if they don't have your major in your state. So I ended up getting to go to MTSU with um, in-state tuition thanks to the, what's it called? Wow. Academic, That's Academic Common, common Market. That's pretty Acad- cool. Wow. Academic yeah. Common Market. So um, <clears throat> went to MTSU. It was an amazing experience. I was only there for about two years because I had already done, you know, five years of community college. So I had a lot under my belt at the time. But um, it was amazing because I didn't get to go to that university until I was 22. I graduated the day before I turned 25, actually. And um, it was an amazing experience for me. And I'm, I'm so grateful they had the academic common market because otherwise I just don't think I would have been able to afford it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I learned a lot of stuff at MTSU, but what I learned the most was how people worked, how the music industry worked being in Nashville. It wasn't necessarily the books that kind of got me the knowledge, but it was the experience. It was the things that I got to do in college and the people that I met, um, including Cassie. So, uh, yeah, that's my kind of getting into college experience. And I know Cassie's was similar. Yes. Um, I mean, yes. I mean, I definitely similar in the sense of that, like I, the academic common market definitely, you know, was a part of my experience as well. But I think that, um, you know, when I graduated high high school, I, um, I had wanted to go to Belmont and I was sort of in a similar situation where I didn't understand loans and like nobody in my family would co-sign with me or be a part of that. And so I didn't know, I only, I only thought I thought that the only school that had a music business program was Belmont. And when I, when my family couldn't help me with that or help me apply for a loan, I was like, oh, well, I guess I have to go to University of Louisville. And I remember I was driving to orientation for University of Louisville that summer. And I just started, I pulled over and I just started crying. And I was like, I cannot go to school here. Like, I, I feel like such a failure. I feel like I hate this. And I was so upset about it. And um, I went, I drove back home and it was crazy in the mail. Like that day, I had a letter from MTSU and uh, Middle Tennessee State University. And I never heard of the college in my life. I don't know like what database they found me on or how they knew I was interested in this. Maybe they like bought Belmont's rejects list or something. I don't know. But, but I had a, but I had a letter in the mail from them and it said, you know, you can get in-state tuition at our school and we have a music business program. And I was like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. I will do that. And it was like a no-brainer. So, like, literally, like, a direct piece of mail, like, literally, like, changed the entire course of my life. Um, Just like the link did for me because it was the yeah. same link. Like, I pretty much was at a point at that point. I was, I think, 21 or 22, and I was, like, about to give up on the fact that I thought I could possibly do this. Yeah. And I think if I didn't find that link, I would have probably ended up living in Virginia being a teacher. Yeah. I mean, honestly. So that's, that, it's that and it's like the paper you had was the same link that I had. Yeah. And it, it was, was the like, exact same. It was like, you can do this, and you still have time to – you can still do it before this fall semester. Yeah. And it, it was – a really easy process. Yeah, and, it was uh, completely life changing. It was awesome. So. And then Cassie and her SpongeBob comforter moved into <laughs> McHenry dorm room, mm-hmm. a few doors down from me. Yeah, and that's how we met. Yeah. Wow. So it was a that was a thank you academic common market. Thank you wow. academic common market. I mean, that's really the message here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Um, okay. So yeah. Belmont. Well, I, I gotta say that first. I think I, I think if we are if this is a competition and we are keeping score, I, I have to admit I think that's a plus one for MTS. Oh, for sure. The in-state yeah. tuition. Wow. Thing. Frankly, yeah, people I, who go to Belmont here, spend about ninety-five percent you know? of their time <clears throat> complaining about it. Even though there are a lot of it's great true. things to say, there are a lot and of there great really things are. to say. There's I mean, we wanted to place, go to school there really yeah. bad. It's almost yeah, like we a wanted thing. to go there. Yeah, yeah. it's hard. To but explain. honestly, like, <laughs> I have no complaints about the experience I had at MTSU. I absolutely loved sure. it. I yeah. loved everything. And about I feel it. the same way looking back too. I had a fantastic yeah. totally. time. Totally. Yeah, it's great. So, how did you guys find out about Belmont? So, you're both from you're from Arkansas, Arkansas. and Justin, Bobby's where are you from? Arkansas. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. So, how did you guys find out about your about Belmont? 
Jade and I had a pretty pretty similar kind of, I think, drive. By the time I was 15, I knew I was gonna be doing music for my whole life. And I even, at least at that time, thought I knew exactly what part of it. I was already getting into audio engineering at a pretty uh, young age. And this was 2008 or nine when I started looking at schools. And at that time, um, there was really a lack of programs that specialized in not only a music business, but especially in audio engineering in any kind of real way. I'd say there were maybe somewhere around 10 serious programs in the country. There weren't, there weren't really a lot. Um, so if you were searching for that sort of thing, you inevitably would stumble across the ones that existed. And Belmont happened to be pretty much right at the top of the food chain, along with uh, Berkeley and MTSU and a few other schools. And uh, you know, I was very fortunate to have super supportive parents who were happy to let me pursue whatever dream I wanted to, as long as I was, I was working hard. And, you know, we visited, visited Nashville and, uh, Belmont is a, a very beautiful place. If you have been there, you know, it's got a, a really stunning campus and it's yeah, because of that about tuition. A, yeah. And it's about a foot and a half away from music row. And yeah, it costs about a trillion dollars a year. And, uh, <laughs> the location is very helpful. Though. It's really <laughs> hard to is, deny how yeah. fantastic it is it's if you're great. able to go. Um, and you know, I was fortunate enough to go. I'm still paying for it. Don't get me wrong, but, um, wonderful place, you know, really, really beautiful campus, very expensive. It's, it's true, but it's, uh, it is an excellent school. And, uh, yeah, it was really just, it was honestly not a very interesting or exciting process. It was very kind of a uh, standard for me. I knew what I wanted to do and I searched for it and we visited and made a decision. And that was that. I was very driven to to go do this thing. And Belmont, um, I will say, I think probably offers either the best or certainly arguably the best um audio music business program in the country so it's or potentially oh, even the world. so it is MTSU hard to uh, offers the best music business like program. i said one of arguably <laughs> yeah arguably <laughs> i think there's probably four or five schools that can pretty safely compete for that crown yeah yeah um, at the time i think so, yeah. there were two though yeah there really weren't a lot then yeah. it was like berkeley mtsu and belmont were the only three of them yeah mm -hmm. yeah right. and bob yeah all right well yeah, I, I think Belmont I, Bob. Yeah, I think a commonality between that's everyone in this room that I, that's the, they, that was not what they called me. I don't know what they called me, but it wasn't that. Belmont but, Bobby Bannister. Oh, oh boy, so, Triple D. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna try to that's the rapper. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so okay, yeah, I, I think a commonality that I'm noticing with everybody at this table in this room is is we 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 all were. I mean, we're and still are very motivated to be a part of the music industry, and um, I and I think it's I think it may be encouraging for somebody looking to go to college um, and trying to make the right choice and uh, that sort of thing, and trying to figure out what they can do like during that time to to further their career, start their career in the music industry. Uh, to to talk about things like yeah, it, it is yeah, it's expensive. And there's a difference there, and like for me, I. Uh, I was supposed to go to school and play soccer, and I had full soccer scholarship. You guys really? probably know that. I did so not know that. Yeah, yeah. So is it, is he, yeah. yeah, yeah. I had full scholarships to some of the top four schools in the country for soccer, which is crazy. And and you so, were like, no, I want to be in a band. That's exactly what I did. Cause I, yeah, because <laughs> that's precisely what I did actually. But I was I was in a high school band. I was fourteen. I started my first band. I was what 14. was your high school band name? Oh, that's so embarrassing. Come it was, on. Remember, remember, I, I was from Arkansas. Okay, from hit us with it. Kane Hill. It was a battle in the Civil War, and that's <laughs> oh, all we Googled. You must have thought that was the smartest we thing We Googled ever. names. What I, kind of things, music was it? It was, okay, was actually, I can tell you exactly music? what kind of music it was. So Kings of Leon had just come out with their first album, <laughs> and it was, it, you know, it wasn't the most popular album, but we loved it. All we wanted was to be Kings of Leon's first So you actually album. picked a KL wow. We picked, name. yeah, 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 exactly. So we, we went straight for it. But uh, we were not we were not great. We played uh, our our first show was on a on a goat farm. Oh, um, that yeah. sounds exactly for, right. for for a high school sorority event. And was there yoga at the goat farm? There was no. no just, we weren't quite there yet as a society. <laughs> I don't, yeah, society is obviously I believe Arkansas because, has ever yes, been. Yes, <laughs> they used to have goats and Bobby, and now they have goats and yoga. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Good so job. Sorry. They upgraded. <laughs> they definitely upgraded. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I think my dad shed a tear when he heard that I was not going to get a scholarship to play soccer. But I kind of, I kind of finessed my way in by saying, "Well, actually, I think Belmont would let me play." And we talked about that, and the school is going to let me play. But I, I, I started, and I was like, I, 
I can't focus on music and music business and things I want to do if I'm if I'm waking up at six in the morning to play sports. And it just wasn't it wasn't worth it. So really wanted to focus on on the goal that I had and, and go hard for that. Not and, the uh, goal of the soccer field. Yeah, not the well, there it is. So <laughs> the, oh, well, full circle, full circle. I like it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, but. I, uh, and my, yeah, my parents helped me out and I also paid for my own stuff. And so, yeah, we, we did, you know, kind of the, kind of the split sort of thing. I'm th- really thankful for that. That was a huge blessing, uh, a little bit of a leg up in that way, but, but yeah, Belmont was expensive. And so I was, I was looking into scholarships and going, you know, how can I do this? And part of that was could have played some soccer, but didn't. And then, uh, I ended up getting a leadership scholarship. I don't know if I told you guys that either, but yeah, I got a leadership scholarship to Belmont, and uh, how does that work? I'm actually curious. You know, they they yeah, saw yeah. What did my, you led the band? I led yeah yeah. I, they saw like my my application stuff and my resume at that point. I had uh, no. I, I want to know what was on your application oh, and well, resume. Okay, yes. to give you a scholarship, a scholarship as a leader, as a freshman for leadership. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I led a band since I was 14. I uh, yeah. Well, hold All on, right, hold Kane on. Hill. There's more. There's he, more. This is uh, why we like him to sell stuff. For I was us. yeah. Right, I know, right? right? He's selling me right now. Yeah. I was the captain of every soccer team I ever played on. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. I, I coached tennis lessons. I coached kids who I tennis scholarship. Like I, I coached kids who then went on to play college tennis and stuff like that. Look too. at this. So like yeah, yeah. So I was I was, now Bobby, I was a small group leader man. at church. Yeah, I was a small group leader at church at camp council things like that so every, and now yeah. you lead me home when i drink too much <laughs> well <laughs> you're still a leader in my heart bob <laughs> thank you that uh, means a lot that's uh, high honor once again so thank you, thank you. Uh, i think we're starting yeah. to know how you actually ended up going to school yeah so i uh, that's the only school i applied for actually so oh, it was wow. Belmont. yeah the only one because i my goal was to start a new band and uh, my parents said, if you go to college, we will help you pay for your food for four years and stuff. So, I And you that's love better. food. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm into it. So, yeah. so yeah. Uh, did that and thankfully got in. And uh, I I am not the kind of person who sits still. Uh, you guys might have noticed that. I have ADHD and it doesn't allow me to chill much. And so <laughs> I double majored. Uh, I majored in uh, music, uh, vocal performance, and, and uh, well, music and music business. So um, are you going to yeah. sing for us on this podcast? Um, no, but thank you. <laughs> so. Okay. Just wanted to see if that Why did you ever ask me to sing? I know. Cassie. Cassie, I'd love Cassie, Cassie okay. Let's establish this right now. Cassie can't sing. And she got a genetics test done, like a 23andMe thing, and it literally said that she is genetically not able to match a pitch. It's wow. true. Really? Yeah. I so got if this. I just hit you with like a... It's It'll be... <laughs> it's literally like, I can tell when other people are out of pitch, but I cannot recreate it myself <laughs> to save my life. So no, I won't be asking you to sing. Yeah. Goat noises, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so time. now I want to focus kind of on the college hustle. Um, you know, Cassie and I have already shared a lot about our hustle, but I wanted you guys to break down your hustle in college, kind of innovative ways of trying different aspects of the music industry, what you guys learned, what you learned that you liked, what you learned that you didn't like, because I know all of us, the one thing we kind of bonded about and have in common is that we all hustled while in college. So it wasn't just going to classes, doing the basic. It was joining clubs, getting internships, volunteering for things, being in the midst of the national music industry that was really at our fingertips as long as we took the time to dig into it. So I want to jump into that. Yeah. Um, So Justin, let's start with you. I know that your route took you on a variety of different internships and different spectrums from digital to publishing to studios to sync. Can you kind of Explain a little bit more, like if you know what your plan was, or if you had one going into these different <laughs> fields, and what that kind of taught you, and how it led you to where you're at now. Yeah, um, you know, I, like I mentioned earlier, I I did originally plan to uh, pursue the the audio side of the industry pretty aggressively, um, and that's actually something that I, I do still do. But once I got to school, I realized that while I loved doing that kind of for fun and on my own time and and teaching myself and experimenting with things, I didn't particularly enjoy the educational process that had been attached to it um, at at Belmont. I think it's a fantastic program, but it wasn't focused on the aspects of that world that I really wanted to live in. Um, It was a lot more about um, the 
conceptual side and the technical side, which are all very, very important. And you should understand those things if you go into the audio world. But uh, there was a lot less sort of creative um, classes that involved the the sort of more abstract processes like like mixing and mastering. Um, so so because of that, I was like, well, you know, let's see what else is is going on. You know, I haven't really you explored. know in me and Cassie's program. We had to take this class called Audio for Media, which I failed twice. It was and so hard. It was so hard. I had absolutely no interest in it. But I mean, literally, it was about like what is physically inside of a microphone. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm talking into one right now. I'm glad the person I'm paying to work it can work it. But he's also not sitting here talking for me or writing my podcast. So I just feel like it wasn't important for me to know. Sure. One, and that's super fair. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that I thought I liked about that class, and I feel like it should have stopped there for everyone, was like learning everyone's role in the studio. Yeah. Like I li- knowing, yeah like, there was information in there that, but it could have been put into another class. Yeah. But it's, yeah. But like knowing like what the engineer does versus the producer. Yeah. And, like that sort of thing I thought was helpful, but beyond that, I got lost when I talked about microphone parts. Yeah, I literally, yeah, I know there's a ribbon in some sort of microphone. <laughs> I remember that. And I pretty much was almost kicked out of my program. Like they were basically like, yeah, you're never going to work in the music industry because you don't know how to use a microphone. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely well, not how that now, works. Well, look at me now, bitches. Hmm. Look at me now. Talking in a microphone. <laughs> Honestly, the only thing that's really important to note is that if you know anything about recording technology, you know that it doesn't make any sense and it shouldn't work, but here we are all all doing it. So all that to say, I uh, I ended up switching out of that program um, and I immediately shifted into sort of what Belmont's like, oh, you don't like audio, but you want to keep doing music sidebar was, which was the music business production emphasis. That's how they oh. tack that on there. You know, and- our program was called Recording Industry Management and all we talked about was getting a rim job. Just let that hang out there for a while. <laughs> oh, wow! That was worse than swearing. That really. Was I mean, worse. it's but that's what it's, that's what it was. Yeah. Think about your acronyms, people. Always <laughs> think about your acronyms. Um, that was an acronym. Yeah, for recording oh, industry no. management. Yeah, you're right. That was a terrible, yeah. terrible decision. Yeah. And it's also wonderfully vague, too. They can just kind of slap whatever they want in there and call it recording. <laughs> yeah, there are just words all thrown together. Like, uh, hey. Anyways, um, basically what resulted from that was I took some classes, including a Music Business 101 class, which for a lot of people, that I think a lot of people at Belmont felt like that was beneath them. And it really wasn't. It was the most one of the most helpful classes I've ever taken because it really did give you a fantastic overview of the industry. And I can't stress enough how helpful it is to know a decent amount of fundamental information about every aspect of this business, even if you don't work in all of them, because they will cross paths, and even in ways you don't understand. And you can read Kathy's favorite book. What? Oh, the All You Need to Know About the Music Business by Donald Pasquale. Yes. There it is. Yes, that's one of the books that we were can given we as part of the class. That was the the main book for that class. It's a great book. And uh, it is a great book. Seriously, though, you all should read it. Yeah. I have a copy of it. It's highlighted and tagged. And, it's and then really there's fantastic. a new edition every year. Like, this isn't a joke. Seriously, read it. Like, yeah. whenever someone asks me or Cassie, like, what can we do to, like, learn about? Get the book. The book is fantastic because... Um, it, One more it, time. Let's see you. what it was since we've emphasized it now. <laughs> Everything all, you need to know about the music business. By Donald Passman. Yeah. All right. It's, it's really something. Um, and what it taught me was that... I think I had mistakenly assumed that the only creative part of the music business was the music creation process, and that's just absolutely not true. You know, there's this entire side of the business that we all currently work in um, that is incredibly creative and very, very fun and is intimately tied to that that process. And uh, a lot of those different – I wanted to try all of it. You know, I, I took this class and I thought, wow, this all sounds really, really cool. I love making music. I'll continue to do this on my own time. And I'm going to go try everything else over here. So um, I, I immediately started getting internships about as early as school would allow me, which was our our sophomore year. Um, and the first place I went was a little publishing company called Skyville, which um, was Paul Worley and, and Wally Wilson's pub company. And those two produced, among others, Rascal Flats, Lady Anna Belm, a bunch of pretty big um, country kind of A-listers, especially from that, that 2000s period. And uh, at that internship, it was a proper first level internship. I was only there like 15 hours a week. I did a lot of admin work, but I learned, and I think one of the biggest lessons you'll take away from anything I say and anything all of us say is that you never know where you're gonna learn the things that matter the most, and you really, you don't know what you're gonna learn at a place 
um, until you you get there. Even if you think you do or you have expectations, you'll always find something new. So I didn't learn a whole lot about publishing at this company necessarily, but I learned a humongous amount about the way uh, people in the higher levels of the publishing industry interacted with each other and interacted with artists and coached people along and just kind of went about their days. And that was very interesting to observe because it was an entirely new lifestyle and experience for me. And I didn't know that these people talked and acted this way. And it was interesting to see that. Um, and I decided I didn't I didn't love that. So I, I went and tried something else. And I moved on to a digital marketing internship at a, a uh, pretty large indie label uh, based partially based in Tennessee called uh, Entertainment One, who oversees and distributes a mountain of the world's independent labels. And uh, that was that was a lot of fun. I, I really kind of that was my first experience in college where I thought, wow, this is the kind of environment I could spend time in. But I was still just a sophomore. I wanted to do more. Um, and I decided to dive into the audio side a bit on the internship level. So I interned for um, three or four different very unique, kind. there were unique circumstances. They weren't for big organizations. They were either for individuals or smaller operations. Um, one of them was with Big & Rich's, Big Kenny's uh, personal home studio called Last Dollar Studios, which was a, is that at his house? It used to be. Um, I believe he's moved as of this year, but it was it was the second mansion. Hills. It was the second mansion on the two mansion property. It was like a three story mm-hmm. studio. Ah, yes. yeah, it was crazy. I'd never seen anything <laughs> like it. It was decked out with like pirate art and all yeah. this other crazy nonsense. Yeah. And it was really interesting because you know I got we to, used to work for them back in the day and we around do, that right. time. Yeah, and, yeah, and right now we do now again. Too. Now, yeah. what's some it's full a small circle little world, right here, you guys? Also, we got them the number one on MySpace. I just wanted to throw that out there. It is. Actually, Seriously. you did that completely. I was working for comedians at the time. <laughs> I got them the number one on MySpace. <laughs> all no, by do you myself. know what? The, you know, what my favorite thing was. I was in our college apartment one day when we were still living there when we worked at Warner, and they there was a screenshot on the local news of your big and rich MySpace page. That was cool. And I'm just like, yeah, Cassie's <laughs> on the news. That was one of my first uh, news screenshots. Like a validation. I remember yeah. it was I've them on the world since then. But uh, <laughs> yes, I like my when when our work gets screenshotted on the news. That's I was when just you, getting like, ready. No, you're doing your job. Do well. and I was like, <laughs> Cassie, it's your MySpace page. Y'all, Cassie's been a superstar for a long time. She really she has. To it. And seriously, it is a small world. You really don't know who you're going to come back around and, and see again or no, you who's going to be the next person, you know. Um, and that, that was a really fun experience for me because I did, I uniquely was able to experience a, the illusion of a big studio environment, but in a very, very personal yeah. space. There were like three people there always at, at, at the most. And they let me, I don't know why I was 20 and I was an idiot. They let me play with expensive gear, which they really should not have done. Um, but they did. And it was great. But thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, that was really, really helpful. I on, I liked everybody who was there, a lot of great people. And I think because of that, it really kind of established this, this internal desire to, I'm a workaholic, honestly, and I, I do this job and audio full time every week. Um, and I think it's just because I think all of us love the immersion of this this industry and just being in music and that internship kind of and in college the experience in general really teaches you that you can do a lot of things at once if you uh, if you want to um, and I kind of went on from there to I won't get into too much detail but I worked with a few uh, songwriters one of whom worked in sync heavily and one of whom uh, is still an, an excellent really successful songwriter in Nashville um, Justin Weaver who I think really you know he, he, that was the experience that really changed the game. For me, um, it was my my fourth or fifth internship. I've been doing it for two or three years. I was uh, into my second semester of junior year, and I was starting to get that what what's happening next sensation that I think digs up with everybody around that time. And uh, I went to this internship, and my job was to assist him. Um, for those of you who don't know, songwriters will spend a humongous amount of their time creating um, these like five or six songs per week a lot of the time that are quickly made to sound about as I'll call it as done and professional as possible. They they try to create the illusion of a of a finished kind of real release in a in a day or so, and uh, because of that, as you might imagine, there's a lot of quick quick audio work involved, and they would have people like me help them edit things and just organize sessions because there'd be tons of files flying around. And something I chose to do was overachieve a little bit and and do what they asked. I did all the editing they required, and then I went home and spent six hours mixing a lot of these songs that they gave me partially for the practice and partially to try and see if I could make something happen. And, you know, fortunately for me, it it turned out well. And all of a sudden this guy started having me do his internship stuff. And then he started hiring me for actual work on the side. My first paid gig 
in the business. I was a junior in college and I was hired to record and edit lead vocals on a couple Warner Nashville singles um, at Warner Studios. And I, you know, I'm this 21 year old small shrimpy kid and I walk in there and there's you know, four 50 year old dudes who are like longtime industry folks doing the production engineering thing. And they're like, yeah, you're running the computer today. And I was like, okay, sure. And just sat down. I might add, <laughs> I was essentially forced to drink like three beers right beforehand. Because <laughs> everybody, every, I was, okay. but barely. And everybody gets lunch before they do anything. So it's 12 and there's like these, I'm the kid, you know, the next youngest person's 37 or something. And they're like, oh yeah, let's get beers. And I was like, sure, because I'm not going to like not do that with these people for my first gig. <laughs> So I'm like three beers in on an empty stomach and I'm like getting a little, a little buzzed. And yeah. you can't, for those of you who don't know, your hearing changes a lot when you drink, <laughs> especially your critical listening skills. Oh my so gosh. my first gig was essentially me being a little drunk running the computer at Warner Studios. Wow. Who with, were you working uh, with? It was uh, just Justin Weaver, songwriter. He was producing okay. uh, Dean Alexander, an artist on Warner National okay. at the time, who I actually am still friends with and work with. Uh, Right now, I'm mixing an EP for him. Wow. Um, I guess that drunk year, he really liked it. <laughs> hey, they were did. great songs, and he's a great singer, so it turned out <laughs> really, really well. But that was my foray into kind of actually working, um, and that was actually that was a year before I, I graduated. And uh, you know, I just decided I was going to not sleep ever, and just kept kept doing that. So um, due to that experience, I you know I had some sort of real client kind of interaction and professional experience through my last year of college. Um, and that was, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't expect it to happen. It was, it was my fifth internship. I just assumed I was going to graduate, have nothing going on, and sort of enter the, the sort of pit of resume shooting out that everybody uh, thinks they're going to go into. And that did happen a little bit, but due to the fact that you know I had all this experience, I was able to uh, get a little bit of work on the side in college, and then within six months of being after uh, being out of school. I had applied to this crowdsurf job I had seen online, and I interviewed for a position, and I was horribly unqualified for it, so they didn't hire me. But then they called me back a little later because there was something better. Wait, what did you up. apply for first? So, oh, I don't know. If, yeah, you two might not know this. So um, before I even graduated, uh, there was this this Facebook group that is used in Nashville for young entertainment folks, and there was a job posting for an account manager. Uh, and I was a, for those of you who don't know, that is one of our uh, higher level positions. Yeah. It usually requires several years of experience. And I was a, you know, not graduated senior in college. And I wrote one hell of an email um, because I loved huh. Dirty Loops, which was at the time part of the uh, roster that I saw online. Wait, did yes. you email info at CrowdSurf? I either, I don't remember who it was. Whatever Cassie, was on the posting. Can you find an email from up. Justin? Cassie, if anyone Y'all, can find it, it might Cassie be there. We it. have to find it. It might be there. It's possible. Either way, I ended up interviewing, and it was like a horrible interview. Um, the who guy, interviewed it you? It was Teddy, who's great. Ah. The problem was it was like 15 minutes because he like forgot about a meeting or something. So it was like... <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, I got shit to do, man. I walked in, and it, he was... you know, he was, This guy, by the way, is one of the nicest people ever. He really is. And, yeah. and definitely one of the smartest people I've met. And you know, we had a very quick convo, but in that 15 minutes, we found out that, lo and behold... We had a mutual friend, and oh, four or five months later, that? I got a phone call, and that was yeah. that. Was that. And all Wait, that happened- who was the mutual friend? This uh, Trevor, who was in Bobby's band. Oh, so, Bobby's Teddy band has really band. been a big set of employees for my yes, company. Yes, it has. <laughs> like, it sure is, yeah. How many yeah. members of the band? There were five of Five them. total, yeah, including had, the one yeah. you lost, right? Yeah, no, no, six, including the one we lost. Ah, he's, he's a normal in, amount. But yeah. Either yeah. way, you less know, less than a K-pop band, <laughs> less than a K-pop yeah, less, exactly. Yeah. That's with changes, but uh, yeah, it, it, you know, it was one of those things where I, I, I really believe that having all of this experience on my resume, combined with a good email, got me into a, a a place I really shouldn't have been. I was not qualified for, but it at least got me in the door. And even though I, that particular opportunity wasn't the right one and didn't work out, it led to the right thing. And I wasn't expecting to. I was ready to work a crappy hourly job and just do the thing for a while, but. You know, um, I think it's just you don't know how it's going to pay off. You don't know yeah. where that phone call is coming and from. Justin and Justin started kind of with us in. as an assistant. Yeah, I was on the, and it wasn't just an assistant. It was like the lowest because he assistant. did the he, he did, did the fan engagement. Yeah, I was yeah. like liking people and yeah, and unliking and, and all this stuff. Um, and now he's like running an office. Yeah, Look what you can do around right. here. I'm not qualified for this job either, by the way. I'm not either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, that's awesome. I love that. I loved all the things that you did in college. I think it's really cool that you were able to experience so many different aspects of the music industry to kind of yeah. figure out what you liked, what you didn't like, where, you know, you wanted to kind of move into moving forward. And um, I, I will say, you know, 
outside of the internships and the actual schooling and the schooling was great. You know, I really, I honestly look back on, on it and, and am so happy I had a liberal arts degree that covered all of the business aspects of the industry it was incredibly helpful. But the biggest, honestly, even, even bigger than the, the education and right up there with the internships, if you're at a, a, a respected school, it doesn't even have to be a music industry school. It gives you this massive latitude and freedom to, as long as you have good intentions, reach out to people who work in an industry you want to be in mm -hmm. and ask them as a student for insight and and potentially guidance. Um, and if you do that with real intentions, you're not just there to get a job. You're genuinely trying to learn and you're really just trying to have conversations with people. Um, in Nashville, if you said, if you emailed somebody and said, hi, I'm a Belmont student, I want to learn more about what you do, I'd say nine times out of 10, you'd get a positive response. And this yeah. included the, the heads of A&R for Sony Nashville and other places. Like they would happily do that. And people, I think, have this mentality that you can't talk to these people. Yeah. And it's just not true. Like people in this business are frankly, for the most part, no, seriously, super like nice any and want to help of, and want to learn. It's kind of why we honestly started, I mean, it is why we started this podcast because I get these questions so much yeah. and I do take time to answer them. And um, as much as I continue to love that, I get more and more and I realized there's really a gap of information that, yeah. you know, that's missing. So that's why we wanted to do this in the first place. Uh Awesome. So I want to also move on to Bobby. Okay. I sure. met Bobby because he was a boy in a band. <laughs> Not a boy band. That's right. But a boy in a band. That's right. Um, Arguably kind of like a boy band. <laughs> kind of like a boy band. So Bob so had some like blow-in Pocahontas hair that he would swing around on stage. <laughs> Let me tell you. That's um, a, I take that as a compliment. Bobby used to play at this that, yeah. very, very, very scary venue called the Muse. <clears throat> no, we played there once. <laughs> well, the one time you went there, <laughs> I cut my hand on the door in the bathroom, and I had to get like medicine for it. Oh my! Is that gosh. the place with the That's, orange was it, chair? Like, yes, the place with the creepy that, orange that chair. That place, place is now demolished. Yeah, yeah. It was next it was to an adult really bookstore. It was um, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Bob. Mm -hmm. We were talking yesterday, and you were talking about how, because I was like, yeah, like, you were in a band. Did you do other things? And you were saying, you know, my band had so much to do with why I got so much experience in the music industry early on, because you were saying you were the publicist. You were doing content calendars and digital. You were the booking agent. When you fired your manager, you became the manager, and you were the lead singer. Mm -hmm. And you had that flowing, luscious hair. Well, that was the biggest part. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... That's a really interesting perspective mm, yeah, uh, to kind of learn the music business in. Um, so I kind of want you to go into that. How for, We have to tell everybody what your band's name is. Oh we haven't boy. even talked All about right. that. Well, I've, I've hidden everything. I've, I've taken as much as I could off of the internet. Um, well, it's not that I'm ashamed. It's really not. Real it fan was a, girls can it was find. A good, it was a good time in life. But I, I mean, I still do music and music things and write songs I can also like email that, so. other members of your band. Yeah, uh, okay. okay. so I would too. That was really clever. Bob, what was your you band called? Ah, Half Price Hearts. It was. It was. It was a good <laughs> I'm sorry, what? It's called, it's called Half Price Hearts. Half Price Hearts. I want to first. I, wanna, I believe I, it was I named after Valentine's Day candy. Uh, now you know. I, I, need, like I need to say this on record. That that was a fan thing. People came up with afterwards. That's oh. not true. Actually. Oh, that's not yeah, true. Yeah, no, that's <gasps> not true. yeah. Half Price yeah. Hearts secrets revealed. Mm -hmm. Secrets revealed. Da -da -da. <laughs> There's at least like three people that are very into this conversation. <laughs> I hope. Like I'm yeah. telling you right now, oh Megan Bryson God. is totally into this conversation. Okay. Megan Fleming now. Right. She got married. Okay. Can you believe that? Megan your Bryson. high school I, fans I remember. Are I remember. Now. Yes. No, your I high school fans uh, from your band uh, are uh, married uh. now. No, they're not. Yeah. No way. Yeah. We've been invited to some weddings over the years, yeah. actually. Yeah. You can play my wedding. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, let's do that. All right. So <laughs> so, so I didn't I, I want to say on record, I Got outvoted four to one on the band name. I said, uh. no, no, no. What did you want it to be? Anything Bob's else. Hair. I don't remember the list that I had, but Pocahontas it was. Pocahontas hair. It was, yeah. It, Pocahontas hair. I would have taken it. I would it, love whatever. to braid Pocahontas' hair. Oh, my Man, gosh. Man, that'd, yeah. that'd be a privilege. Luxurious. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, so tell us about how when, you know, you were singing in the band, flowing your hair, but uh, what was the business stuff you were doing with the yeah, band? Yeah, absolutely. Look, like, Bobby's band was a thing in Nashville. Like, they could you. sell tickets. It was a thing. Thank That's you. why I actually reached out to him and said, do you want to come have coffee with me yeah. at Fido? Yes. And we had yes. coffee at Fido, one of the best coffee shops. Mm. No, the best coffee shop in Nashville. It's great. I prefer Fido over Bongo. 
even it's though the there are yeah. people. Thing, yeah. But I still yeah. prefer it. I prefer well, the shop. Well, the people shop. are nicer at Fido. They're not the Belmont shop. students. Right, right. They're not, <laughs> they're or sorry, not there's, Belmont There's students. less of them is what I'll say. Fewer, I prefer. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, but yeah, tell us about the things you did in the band yeah. that led to you learning the music industry yeah, absolutely. firsthand. I think, I think, you know, Jess and I have very different college experiences. I, I did not do internships, but I, I honestly it was because I was too busy to do internships. I, I was double majoring the entire time. I took summer classes every year. And every hour that I was off, I, I was working on this band. And that was, that was the focus. And it was awesome. Really enjoyed it. So it didn't feel, you know, didn't feel terrible working that many hours a day. Like, um, yeah, I mean, in the beginning, it was it was you know managing those relationships, and I think I think I started to get the management side of things like pretty early on because it's really hard to keep five guys you know on the same page and and will, willing I to, will agree willing to do the same things and yeah and buy into things the same way. And I quickly realized that I was the only one who was interested in any way in social media, and so uh, I which which will surprise you, Teddy. Teddy, I will say this on record was not interested. So Teddy, who's the <laughs> who was the GM of. Right, company right. Pulling teeth was not interested. Teddy, in I hope you media. hear this. So, Teddy, when you <laughs> complain about artists that don't want to do their own stuff, we now know that oh. it was just karma. Yeah, Teddy and I have had this conversation over the years. Yeah, <laughs> this is yeah, yeah. Exactly. Does he feel so. like he deserved it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. for sure. Oh, oh for, it was pulling amazing. teeth. I would I would put together content. And be like, I need everyone to post these things at this time. This, <laughs> this is all is I need you to do. Oh, it was it was because <laughs> for great. years Teddy was the GM of CrowdSurf. <laughs> I know. And quite good at it too. Yeah, wow. great, amazing. Great. That's the thing. and he would I don't know how many conversations we would have about <laughs> artists not wanting to do the social media homework they were given. Mm-hmm. So how mm-hmm. funny how karma works. Yeah. Yeah. There's it, that. It, it sure is. Now we know. Yeah. Yeah. So so that that was that was, you know, in in the beginning and, and it actually honestly lasted all the years that we were in this band and did that. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, so our, our socials were good, but I literally had to run every every piece of all of our socials myself. And I was happy to do that. It was great. I think I learned a lot um, about it doing that. Um, you know, from there, we 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 had some goals. And I, that's where I like to start when I talk to artists, too. Yeah, that's I, I want to tie this into what's applicable today to my job. Um, I, I like to start with a goal when I have a conversation with an artist. Say, what is your goal? What are you looking to accomplish? Because that's that's the only way I could frame it in my mind when I was when I was trying to do that for myself in a band. And uh, we we that's really interesting wanted to... because that that's what I've always asked them. So yeah. to know that like you are already framing that in your yeah. mind. Yeah, oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah it's true. Um, I our, our goal in the beginning it was you know nineteen year old starting a band. We wanted to tour. We were like, oh, that would be so cool to get go to go on, on tour, tour. Get, go on tour, play shows all over the country, yeah. like stuff like that. And we ended up doing that, but it, it wasn't for years of, of really working the internet. And we started on MySpace and, you know, and, and building a, a Facebook artist page when that first launched and, and starting a Twitter right when Twitter came about. Like we were, that's, that's how old I am. There you go. So, <laughs> but, but, you know, that those So are, you're those, young is what you're saying. It's yeah, fun. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those, <laughs> but those were big boosts and those were really important things that we did. Um you know, uh, along the lines of of that, yeah, we were actually like pretty early adopters on on streaming uh, video streaming platforms. So, um, oh, and did you have a music video? We had lots of music videos. Yeah, but I like the one at the ice cream shop. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I have not seen any. Oh, of there is a really yep, great video <laughs> set at Sweet Cece's <clears throat> in downtown Yo, Franklin. Shouts to Sweet Cece's. Shout Sponsorship. out. Sponsorship. Sweet CC's the best froyo in my opinion. I miss that. And Bob's just waving his hair around Sweet CC. <laughs> that was, sounds exactly right. Just about yeah, right. Yeah. Just about right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So can anyway. Put in, can we put in a piece of your song into no, the podcast? No, we're not I, able I'm to do that. I'm actually looking at the video. <laughs> so oh, can I pull it up? I don't, I don't I know that we're up. able can you find to the video? secure the licensing for that. I think I think I could call everybody in your band and figure it out. Even the hot guy in North Carolina. Everybody's got to sign up. Anyway, yeah, but we, we were actually really early adopters on uh, on one of the video streaming platforms. It's not one that kind of exists anymore, but um, we we would have kind of a weekly God TV shows. Oh no, there's a SoundCloud. Oh, Bob, you didn't Wait, know let this. Me see. Let me see. <laughs> let me see. Let me see. Wait. Oh dear lord! And I know you don't have the login. Wait, but I'm look, sure you, I don't have the login. No, I probably do. Photo. I still remember our passwords for everything because I was the only one who, one who used those. Oh, Bob, look but, at the angst in your face right here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Blood. Bob, you're so emotional. 
very emotional. Who did you write the song about, Bob? I've been a sad boy for years. Emo, emo kids for. Who did you write the song about, Bob? Um. Okay. I don't know that we need to dig that up. <laughs> Bob, a person, a person I Bob, no longer love. Bob, band wow, boy. Thank you. Thank you. Um. Bob, I liked your band. Thank I liked you. I watching your band. That. I appreciate that. When I saw, so I was managing another local band, right. and when I saw the ice cream shop video, I was like, "Oh man, that's so much better than our video." <laughs> I'm honored because we. Always I was real like jealous a, about all it. the bands. Had, like we were all cool. We were all friends. We'd all play shows with each other, and but you were all very silent, much rivals. There's a silent rivalry. Yeah, yeah there and I feel like was, I was but, like the catalyst of all of it. Yeah. Yeah, there was some drama. You were definitely right in there. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> we should have a reality Did you write show. a song about me? Great. Uh, no, I didn't, but you oh, know. Bob, you missed out. Back, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I want to get into the specifics, though, because mm-hmm. you were yeah. talking about how you basically became your band's publicist right, and right, how you yeah. secured some really great looks mm-hmm. um, as a 19-year-old kid. Yeah. So one thing that I learned pretty quickly on is, is to build some genuine hype and i mean hype in a way that was was tangible like it, we we needed to hit something we needed to hit success with something so we could build on that with other things because once we hit something we could send the right email to be like hey we're the guys who were just featured on mtv hey we're the guys who did this and that was that was really important um yeah so i uh we had a manager for a minute for you know reasons it didn't work out but uh i started managing after that the band you know it was it was I, I got to make the calls and and have those conversations. It was all mutual. It was all a vote. That's how we ran it. But but I was I was bringing the opportunities and going. Hey, I think we should do this. So you know, if we're on the same page, let's go for it. And uh, you know, you know, doing the whole recording process, doing the publicity. Like we got featured on uh, Perez Hilton um, at a time because at that I, time that was the and that was like the creme de la creme of publicity yeah. theaters for yeah. sure in that era. Do it. Oh, how to do it? Okay, so I sent him a personal video of myself talking to of him. His hair. And that's I was so like, unique because he yeah. gets so many. No, like, I'm sure he got so many. Just like rand, sim, you know, the same old pitch emails. Yeah. So just to do something different to stand out, I think is a really good move. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that, so that was that was the the goal. I thought, you know what? I I feel like this is what Teddy and I would always talk about. We'd say. I feel like if I was in the room with somebody, it couldn't be a no, you know? So we, we tried to get in you the right You just made room. a video of yourself. I love that. Yeah, You're yeah. like Elle Woods. Elle Woods. I'm Elle Woods. Yeah. Jason married Elle Woods, actually. The hot guy, drummer. Uh-huh. She was Elle Woods on Broadway. They got married. Oh, yeah. my yeah. So gosh. really full circle. Yeah. Full circle. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so so yeah, we uh, made a personal video to Perez, and he, he posted about us, and uh, from there, was able to get interest from uh, some labels that CrowdSurf works with today. You know, it was just a big eye opener that if you if you take the right steps, if you get good strategy, if you work super hard at it, and your music doesn't suck, and you know you <laughs> you can you can you can get places with this. And that was really encouraging to me. And that kind of led me into like I, I want to explore more of the business side of of the music industry because I think I'm good at that. You know, and that was. That was a thing that, uh, thankfully, thank you, Jade, for seeing that. You know, when you when you offered me the job to work at CrowdSurf, like that meant a lot. You know, and so um, because yeah, I didn't welcome. have the conventional, yeah, I didn't have the conventional get a lot of internships, be you know, do this, do that kind of path. But um, yeah, I had but a lot of at the time, so at the time we were both living in LA and like mm-hmm. we were just hanging out a lot. And Bob was working at Top Shop. Mm-hmm. Also, nobody can call him Bob but me. <laughs> he doesn't like that, but I it's just in habit. So well. Bobby was working at Top Shop. <laughs> and he would like sit down and we'd be eating sushi and he'd be like, This is what I did today. And I told this person they need to sell more of these and I motivated them. And I <laughs> I don't know. But I was just like, Wow, I want you to tell my employees those things. And that's uh, how it came up. Well, actually I, I was I had done that. I had that was my first job in LA. I had a broken arm and I couldn't get another job or anything. And so that Top Shop is who hired me. That's when I walked in yeah. first. And I, I started managing the the top man in in the Grove in LA and uh and then I got a job working for a music licensing company where right. I, I did that. And that's when we had lunch. But I'm but, saying, like, before that lunch, like, the reason I brought it up, I didn't bring up the job because you were working at the licensing agency. Yeah. I brought up the job because of what you had told me at Topshop. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. You know, the, the experience you don't think might be as valuable sometimes can be. Like, yeah. I, for me, it was just I needed to pay rent. <laughs> but I had just moved to L.A. It's a very expensive city. And music licensing money that from songwriting wasn't coming in as quickly yeah. at that point. And so, you know, the, the paychecks take a while for that kind of thing sometimes. I remember so. the first day you came in to the office, you were like, 
Well, can we get like an Xbox in here? <laughs> I was joking. So, I told you, yes, so you, you just know. never did it. I, I know, I just wanted to test it. But now it, I'm so. going to do it because you said yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's never going to get used. I don't care yeah. what you do. I always say you can stand on your head as long yeah. as you get the job done. Yeah. So, well, thank you guys so much. Thanks, Bobby. Thank and you. Justin, thank, thank you, you for coming on yeah. and uh, and speaking with us this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in again, and thank you for checking us out. If it's your first time, we really hope you enjoyed it. We would also love if you can subscribe and give us five stars on iTunes and leave a nice comment on or like or anything you can on any of the platforms we're on, Spotify, Stitcher, or Anchor FM, or anything else you're listening on. It really helps new people find us and will help us continue to grow. So we really appreciate it. Also, yeah. you guys can follow us on Instagram at How I Got Backstage and on Twitter at I Got Backstage. And you can also follow us on our personal accounts. Um, at Cassie Petrie and at Folia Jade. And I will say Jade has an incredible ongoing Instagram story thing. So it's <gasps> definitely worth following. I really appreciate. I appreciate that. <laughs> Ross I, I... appreciates it more though. Our friend, <laughs> we have a friend oh, named yes. Ross. We have a friend named Ross who's currently unemployed and tried to LinkedIn me. And I was like, no. Um, but yeah, I pretty much only make stories for Ross. Yeah. He's like Jade's. Yeah. Insta, He's my number one fan. Insta besides inspiration. my mom. <laughs> Ooh, ins- inspiration. Instaper- nope. Instaperation. Instaperation. No. Justin's like, no. Okay. You guys tell us what your things are, whatever you want people to follow you on, wherever there's the least controversial content. <laughs> wow. I am so boring on socials. Y'all are welcome to follow the least interesting personal accounts in history. That sounds like a brand. At I'm Justin K. And that's K-A-Y at the end, because I know you're all going to look for this. Make sure you find it. There's about a post every two weeks. And it's usually of a soundboard. <laughs> it's literally never that. <laughs> is it? No, is it is. Maybe once. I'm going to look it right now. <laughs> and then how about you, Bobby? That's me. I'm, I'm at Bobby Bannister with one N in Bannister. Bobby Bannister. And you know what? Can we shout out at, at the Husky Cali, my dog? I feel like that's... Definitely. You know, just follow my dog. That's, your dog. that's the answer. Can She's, you spell it for us? T-H-E-H-U-S-K-Y-C-A-L-I on Instagram. Awesome. We love Callie. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I only see one soundboard thing. I know. You're right. I'm familiar with my own content. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I'm glad. So thank you guys for tuning in, and we will talk to you again next week. Bye! Bye! Bye.